Hello and welcome back to another Aston Villa preview on the prediction uh, slash opposition preview series we're doing this year on 7500 to Holt. Uh, today we have James. James, how you doing, buddy? Uh, really good. Thanks, Cole. Thanks for having me on me. Yeah, absolutely. I should also mention, poor on my part, he is an Arsenal fan. This is an opposition preview, like I said. Uh, we play Arsenal Sunday, 4.30 p.m. at the Emirates. Um, we don't have a very good record against Arsenal, so this should be uh, interesting. Uh, James, without further ado, let's dive into it. Uh, how do you feel about uh, Arsenal's season so far? I've got to be honest, Cole, I'm underwhelmed with how things have gone very recently. To be honest, I was very optimistic at the start of the season. We brought in some really good signings, Nicola Pepe, Kieran Tierney, William Saliba, even though he's gone back on loans to Sintetti. And I was feeling very optimistic that the club were evidently building for the future. And that opening day game away from home in Newcastle, getting the clean sheet, seeing Callum Chambers in the starting eleven, seeing Joe Willock, Reese Nelson, young English players in the team, I was feeling very positive about what Unai Emery was trying to install in this Arsenal team. Even when we lost to Liverpool, I was still feeling quite good about things. We didn't get murdered in the way that we did at Anfield last season. We put in a a resolute performance, but we're beaten by a side that I'll hold my hands up and say are clearly better than us and are much further along the line in where they want to be at the minute compared to where we are. So I I was I was still feeling good after that. Um the two two draw against Spurs, that was kind of a tough one to take because we were very, very poor in that first half. But then to come back be very resolute and I think we should have won that game in the end. Um, but coming out of that of a point was a good point given where we were in the first half. But that game against Watford most recently is where the problems that we saw last season really started to come to, to a head again. And I was really disappointed with not just the result, but the performance we put in as well. And we ultimately should have lost that game, even though we, we got uh, to a position in the match where we were 2-0 up. I feel like Watford had the better chances the amount of shots we've conceded on goal this season speaks for itself. We've conceded 96 shots on target. Uh, not on target, just 96 shots in general. On target, I was going to say. Yeah, we've conceded 96 shots, which is more than um, Derby in that, that awful season they had in the Premier League conceded in the opening couple of games. It's more than any other team in Europe's top five, five leagues have, has conceded, which speaks volumes about our defence, which speaks volumes about the way we're playing. And I just worry a little bit about what's going to happen for Unai Emery this season, what's going to happen for the club this season. It's um, it, It's been a, a mixed bag of emotions, to be honest with you. But I still think there's a lot of positive to take. But that game against Watford really did highlight some of the things that went wrong towards the back end of last season, where we had an awful, awful end to the campaign. And I just, I, I, I'm very... Uh, very reserved on my opinion of Unai Emery at the minute, and I'm just a bit a bit concerned about what is to come. To be honest with you, no, that's fair. And like uh, for me personally, I've always had a bit of a a soft spot for Arsenal. Um, always watch them from afar. Um, actually, you know what? I give you guys a lot more credit for Watford. It's something weird to bounce into and go into because you look they've got an old new manager, whatever you want to classify that as. Um, so you're going to have that little bit of a bounce. I mean, was it Socrates that gave away that opening goal for them? It was Socrates, yeah. Yeah, so uh, besides that, I actually thought you guys played really well. Your attack is unreal. It's something I wish 
maybe one day we can <laughs> somehow have if we have billionaire owners that come in after our current owners somehow. Um, but no, like going forward, you guys are absolutely insane. And at the back, it's still growing and developing. Um, injury update wise, is it Tierney, Bellerin, and uh, who else is out for you guys? Lacazette? Um, just on your first point, Cole, I mean, I, honestly, I'm amazed you thought we played well. Because as an Arsenal fan watching that game, even though we went 2-0 up, I thought we were dreadful. I thought we were really, really bad. And I don't want people to, to come at me and say um, that that's me expecting too much of this Arsenal team. It's the fact that we went to a bottom of the league Watford side, even though it's early days. And that, that you know this Watford side isn't worthy of being bottom of the league. They are a good team and have been in the Premier League for a number of years now. But the fact that they're not playing well this, at this moment, irrespective of the, the manager, the new manager bounce, we played really, really, really poorly. Um, and we were very fortunate to get those two goals at a period in the game where Watford were dominating. We had a good 10, 15 minute spell after we scored that first goal and we we, we capitalised on it. Ozil playing a brilliant through ball to Maitland-Niles. Maitland-Niles putting in the cross on a plate for Aubameyang who was clinical and ultimately without Aubameyang, we would be practically nowhere this season. So a large part of our um, attack is down to him. And I don't think... You mentioned how exciting our attack is. I'm yet to see that just yet. Um, Nicola Pepe was partly anonymous in that game against Watford. He's still bedding into the Premier League. Hasn't really hit the ground running in the way that I think a lot of fans are expecting of him. He was very good against Liverpool. That was his best game so far. I think that's where he really showed what he can offer. His end product isn't there yet. Aubameyang is the one that that I'd be keeping an eye on from a Villa fan point of view because his timing of his runs, the way he creates space, the way he's so clinical in front of goal, he is an unbelievable footballer. And it's just a shame that he isn't really spoken about in the same way that someone like Harry Kane is, for example, because I think he's just as good, if not better than Kane. Um, And I really, really do wonder where we'd be without this guy. But relating back to your question, on the injury front, we've got Tierney and Bellerin back in full training, but this game will definitely come too soon for them. I think um, they're probably still a few weeks away yet. They're going to play a couple of games with the under-23s. We've got Rob Holding, who is back in full training, um, has played numerous games with the under-23s now, and I think he'll probably feature on the bench, um, depending on, on on how he comes through this game against Frankfurt this evening. And yeah, then the other one is Lacazette, of course, who is a massive blow to us. In my opinion, Arguably our most important player, maybe second but to uh, Aubameyang, but he's so important in the way he holds up play, brings other players into the game. And as well, he's just as, a cl- as clinical as Aubameyang. So he's a huge loss to us. Uh, even though we've, we, we've arguably on paper got an easier run of games at the minute, we've played Watford, didn't get the win. We've got Villa coming up with all due respect to you guys. That's a game I think a lot of Arsenal fans and Arsenal would be expecting to win. Um, so I think the thinking is that we've rested Aubameyang for this one-month period. And then we'll... Uh, not Aubameyang, Lacazette, sorry. And then he'll come in um, in those tougher fixtures after being rested for a month. But um, yeah, I mean, dropping someone like him... Um, it just goes to show that at Watford we did miss him um, but hopefully we can see him recover from this injury ASAP but yeah apart from that um, Bellerin, Tierney and Lacazette will be the absentees from an Arsenal standpoint yeah that's fair no I'll stand corrected on that Uh, I probably should have said I meant like a tale of two halves I thought you guys played better in the first and the second was a calamity but enough on that one Um, because I'm sure you're riled up enough about that Uh, what's which um, I guess points of view to Villa I don't know how uh, much you've seen of us or if any of this uh, season so far. Uh, do you have any thoughts on how we've done, um, just how we are, and yeah, what are your thoughts? 
I mean, obviously, from from a Villa point of view, it's going to be such a transition coming from the Championship to the Premier League, but it's a transition that that you guys are more than accustomed to. Um, so I think you've got every reason to be excited. I really like the football you're playing. I think it's really, really positive. That win against an Everton side that have invested over 100 million odd into their team was was fantastic, and I think it goes to show not just how good Villa are, but also how poor Everton have been. I mean, that's not the first kind of convincing defeat they've had this season. They just lost 3-1 to Bournemouth, but we're not here to talk about Everton. Villa are definitely a team that I think a lot of people aren't expecting much from, but I think they should expect a lot from. There's a lot of exciting players there, and I believe a lot more in this Villa team than I have done in Villa sides in the past, um, if that makes sense. I think you've got a lot of young players coming through. You've got the foundations of a, a team that has come up from the championship, and you're building around those foundations, which I really like. You're not doing what Fulham did last season where they spent a load of money. I know you bought a shed load of new players in. You've bought like, what, 11, 12 new players in? Um, but I think those players are complementing the players you already have, the foundations in that side. And you're developing players, bringing them through, made some great additions. And uh, I think you've got you've got a better defence than us, to be honest. Um, Tyro Mings at the back, I think, has been an absolute unit for you. Um, and going forward, you've got good options. So I think uh, from a Villa point of view, you should be thinking that you can definitely get something out of this game. Uh, I think you'd be silly not to. Um, and I think you've got every reason to be excited this season. I think you should be aiming for higher than just avoiding relegation because I think you've definitely got the potential to do that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, thanks for the kind words. It's nice to hear that because uh, I, I think it's over the last five games we've played Arsenal and that's, I want to say, a span from 2016 to 2014. Um, so it's before the time that we beat you guys 3-1 on the opening day. That was a great day. Um, but uh, I think the the aggregate score is like 16-1 to 1, uh, to you guys. Keep in mind our form for those years where basically relegation scraps every year. But no, it's uh, it's great to see an opposition fan give their thoughts on it be- and an, like honest thoughts to say that because uh, when I look at Arsenal, there's massive holes there. Obviously, there's this... I think from a Villa perspective, there's this aura around Arsenal that a lot of people are still fearful of. Uh, in my opinion, it's definitely not the same, and I think you'd admit that as well. Um, but uh, there's dogs going off. We're used to that by now. The fans are definitely used to that by now. But um, it, it's just one of those things where I look at Arsenal, I'm just not as afraid as I used to be. Now we have to pay respect to your attack because on that day, and I wouldn't be doubtful if it happens where Pepe somehow gets a hat trick and just goes on from there because that's just our luck but uh no I I think it's just one of those things that we had to buy all those players uh, a lot different from Fulham where they just basically bought players to throw them together and see what happened where I think we lost like 11 or 12 players so it was needed essentially um but yeah uh we'll move on from that um if you were to pick out uh two players from Arsenal and two players from Villa that you're you would say it would make the best impact going forward for this game. Uh, who would you pick? For Arsenal, I I obviously I'm going to go with Bamiyang. As, as I mentioned before, I'm not going to repeat myself. He's so clinical in front of goal and he has been our most important player this season without a shadow of a doubt. Another player that I think could potentially have a very good game is Danny Ceballos. Every time he's played this season, apart from maybe that game against Liverpool, he's constantly been full of energy is constantly looked to move forward is that player in midfield that just brings dynamism that brings excitement he's a joy to watch and he's a player that I'd really love to see put in a Santi Cazorla-esque performance in this game I know Cazorla always used to love playing Aston Villa so I'm expecting big things from Danny Ceballos 
from a Villa point of view, um, you're probably better informed to talk about the players you've got going forward. But I think your defence is actually um, something that I think is definitely worth speaking about because I'm not exaggerating when I genuinely think you've got a better defence than us. Uh, if if you play the way you have been this season, um, you've got every chance of scoring against David Luiz and Socrates as anyone else in the league does. Because I I'm genuinely think those two, as a pairing, are relegation candidates. I think they are absolutely dreadful as a pairing. Individually, with someone like Callum Chambers or Rob Holding alongside him, I don't think that's an as erratic partnership. But those two together... Uh, is calamitous. I'm not confident about that at all. But um, yeah, Cole, I mean, I'll, I'll leave it to you, man. I think you've definitely got a better opinion on the players you've got going forward that can cause us problems. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, if I'm going to pick two for Arsenal, I'll start off that way. Um, it's kind of lazy of me to say, but you'd have to say Aubameyang. You have to give him all the credit in the world. And I do think he's better than Harry Kane. I'll say that now. Um, that's just my opinion. And the tally of his goal record over his career speaks for it. Um, besides that... Um, Trying to think who I'd like to go for next. I think uh, Ceballos there. I think he can offer something. And he's honestly, for a loan signing, I think that's your best bit of business. Um, so I'll pick those two. Uh, going in a Villa perspective, uh, I think you'd have to say John McGinn. Uh, the guy just makes opportunities for fun. Um, I think we bought him for like £2 million um, last season from Hibs. So it worked out fantastically well. And eventually we have to admit when he does leave us it's going to be a great resell value for sure so um, I'd have to say him he creates drives and he obviously scored against Spurs so he scores goals and we know that Um, I would say Jack Grealish next um, but I feel like that's too easy so I think the next one I'll actually give it to would be Wesley particularly for this game because I think I, I read some report, I think it was yesterday or a couple days ago, saying that Emery wants to keep Socrates and Louise together, which I'm more than fine with because it hasn't worked clearly. Um, and I do agree with your point against uh, with Callum Chambers and Holding because one of those two, in my opinion, need to come in. Um, that pair just doesn't work. So with Wesley in that perspective, um, great with hold-up play, doesn't always know kind of where to go when he's on the edge of the box but someone physical big like that that can be a little bit of a fox in the box uh shall i say i think he could cause them some trouble uh leaving some opportunity for Grealish, mcginn uh hata trezeguet's back now for them to uh use their pace and uh have some uh, open opportunities uh, but yeah we'll move on from there um we, we've never done this before and i just thought of this now if we were going to do a starting 11 uh, let's do that right now i want to hear your combined uh starting 11 yeah no like worries it. um so we're we going with players that are out injured as well um let's go with active active players okay yeah um so i'll go with leno uh i think he's he's made some impressive saves this season and was very good um, throughout the majority of the games he played last season, so I'd like to see him him between the sticks. I'll go with your entire back four uh, because I <laughs> have no faith in in Arsenal's back four. Um, I think you've got some good names in there in in, in McGinn and Greedish for sure. Um, oh man, it's a tough one. Um, I'd probably have a mm, McGinn and Sabias. That'd be an interesting midfield potentially. And then maybe a front three behind a Bamiyang of Grealish, um, Grealish, Ozil, and possibly Pepe. 
Pepe or Lacazette, one of the two. Um, I've gone very Villa heavy, heavy in that. Game. I hope uh, I hope that's okay. Oh, absolutely! No, I'll take that, and uh, I'm hoping that's honesty <laughs> and not just. No, no, no wait, man. Not... You need to brief me about that. I need to give a bit more thought into that. <laughs> We're going with a four-three-three from the sounds of it. I assume four-two-three-one. I reckon. Four two three one. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'll go with Leno. Um, I don't think Heaton compares, even though I do love Tom Heaton. Um, and I think he will save us points back for um yeah, I'll have to go with our back. Actually, no, okay. I'll go uh with yeah, I'll go with our back four. <laughs> I was gonna give you some credit, but yeah, I agree with you there. Um kind of a defensive middle two. Um I'd have to go. I really liked Guendouzi this season, so I'd have to go with him if he's playing. Um, and I would go with. I would say Douglas Louise. I think he offers something. I think there's a reason why Pep wanted to keep him at Man City. Um, so I'd go with that. Um, the next three, um, I think I'd go with Grealish again, Ceballos, and I'll do him again as well. Why not? And Abamyang up top. Um, a little Villa heavy, but. I feel like I'm missing out on someone from the Arsenal standpoint. Um, that's really obvious, but uh, no, I'd have to go with those. Um, but anyways, we'll move on from there. We'll wrap this up here now. Uh, let's get your prediction. Uh, so your goal line and basically who you think is going to be the goal scorers. Oh, um, look, I think as an Arsenal fan, I've got to be expecting a win. Um, and I don't want to sound arrogant at all, but Arsenal, Aston Villa at home, um, we, we we have to win this game. If we don't, then Emery is going to be brought under serious scrutiny, and he already has done after that game against Watford. I mean, there's a lot, there's a large section of Arsenal fans that don't think he's the right man to take us forward, and you you can definitely say that's justified, um, given how last season ended, given how this this season is is starting, um, but. Uh, I'm I'm of the opinion that he deserves a little bit more time this season. Uh, I think it's too soon to be to be calling him out as such. Um, and if we can get a convincing win here, then that could well send us on a more positive route. But if he persists with Socrates and Louise at the back, then I do very much worry about what could occur in this game. I definitely think we'll concede, um, and I'm I'm pretty confident that we, we will see a partnership of Socrates and Louise. So I'm gonna go with. 2-1. I don't think it'll be a pretty performance, but I think Aubameyang will, will bail, bail us out. No, that's fair. Um, I said that on our preview on... God, when do we do that now? On Tuesday. Um, and basically, I said that you guys are going to score. Like, Aubameyang is going to get a goal. I can just feel it. I think it's obvious. It's probably lazy on my part to say, but because it's so easy to predict, but I can just see it happening. Um, I went with 2-2 when we did that pre- uh, that preview. Um, with James and Danny, so I'll stick with the 2-2. Um, see something interesting, so I'll be optimistic. I feel like we'll concede. Um, definitely feel like you guys will concede as well. And you know what? Um, a, a draw for us looks a lot better than you guys, so I'll take that as well. Um, but anyways, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there. We're encountering the 20-minute mark here, so we'll wrap it up there. And uh, James, if you want to plug yourself, any of your socials, and yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no worries. Uh, thanks for having me on, Cole. My Twitter is at jecook96. And if there's any Villa fans that want to check out my YouTube channel, it's AFC Game by Game, but I completely understand as well if you didn't want to. Oh, absolutely. 
I highly recommend going and checking out James's content, whether that's on Twitter or on YouTube. Um, I consider James a good friend. We go back about six years from our old YouTube days. Um, so yeah, looking at his stuff and spending time, uh, checking out his stuff is definitely, uh, a recommended thing and well worth the time. But anyways, I'll leave it at that. You can find me, Cole Petum, at Talk Aston Villa on Twitter. This of course is going on the 7500 to Holt website. So www.7500toholt.com. Find us on Twitter at 7500 to Holt. We'll have another, uh, review for the Arsenal match up right after the match on Sunday. So go check that out. And yeah, we'll leave you there.